It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. What's up, Tar Heel fans? This is Taylor Vipolis, and you're here right now listening to my podcast. So before we get into today's interview, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening. If you like what we're doing here at Inside Carolina, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of our shows. And you could also help us out by leaving a five-star rating and review. It's a simple process, but it's something that would mean a lot to us as a staff if you could show us love in return. Now moving on to why you're here on today's podcast, we've got now former UNC running back, kind of crazy to say that, Antonio Williams. Antonio, thanks for joining me. How have you been doing amid this pandemic? Uh, I've been good, man. Just trying to find a way to, uh, you know, stay working out, stay in shape, uh, you know, just just finding finding ways to work. That's the biggest thing with, with being a you know professional athlete. Now you just kind of got to try to stay keep working. You know, can you take us back to your recruitment process? Because originally you were committed to UNC, then you were committed to Wisconsin. You ultimately ended up at Ohio State. So what was going on there? Uh, so my recruitment process. Now that you know, completely out and everything. It was it was it was. Um, I think I was thrown off from recruiting because, you know, I was the first person from around where I'm from to kind of be doing stuff at that level. Um, so, you know, Carolina came on to me super early and it was like ninth grade. And, you know, I was like, you know, I want to, I want to go to college there. Didn't really know what was going to be coming down the road, you know, so I would made a really, uh, nobody had, had helped me out on making that decision. And that was just a young guy making the decision. You know, as time went on, you know, I kind of backed off of that decision and I explored my options. I knew I, uh, Wisconsin's running back history was great. So I was like, you know, I want to take some trips up to Wisconsin, took some trips there. I really liked it, you know, committed there. And then that was going on. Then Ohio State came in like late. And uh, I had known Coach Alfred, the running back, because that ended up being at Ohio State for almost the entire recruiting process because he was at Notre Dame and he recruited me at Notre Dame and I didn't really want to go to Notre Dame. And uh, then he got on at Ohio State, and uh, they kind of called me. And I was like, you know, I really like, you know, me and Coach Alfred have a good relationship. Um, so we, we talked for like a week or so, and I went up to Ohio State, and, you know, I committed there, enrolled there, and, you know, two years there, then came back home to the right, to the, to the great <laughs> color blue. And, and uh, you know, I finished there, and I'm like, interesting journey, but I'm glad it happened. When did you realize that you wanted to leave Ohio State and how difficult of a decision was that leaving behind guys that became like brothers to you? Yeah. Uh, well, it started happening kind of because um, I had some things going on with my, my family. Uh, my mom and dad were going through a pretty rough wars at the time. And I wanted to, you know, I'm kind of a leader in my family. Um, I wanted to be closer where I could help out in that situation a little bit. And, you know, you got that going on. And then you got knowing that I could probably have a better opportunity to be on the field if I came back to, you know, Carolina. Um, so that that kind of went in that. It was, and it was super hard because by my sophomore year, I kind of established myself as kind of 
the leader in the running back room up there as well. Um, so, you know, I had J.K. Dobbins with me. It was Mike Weber. Uh, yeah, Master Teague just came in. Um, it was some some guys like that, some some guys that are good running backs, professional running backs. Now, we were all in there, and it was you, – you get tight to those guys because you built that bond and knowing that, you know, I had to make that decision to do what was best for me at the time. It hurt, but, I mean, I think it paid off. I got to my, my end goal of where I wanted to get to at this point, so. When you wanted to transfer, did you know it was always going to be North Carolina or were there other schools involved or were you set on being a Tar Heel? Yeah, I was pretty much set on, on Carolina. I mean, I had some other offers to go elsewhere, but, you know, it's I, I wasn't really entertaining it too much. It was, it was always Carolina for me. Right now, Mac Brown has put a huge emphasis on keeping the top in-state talent, in-state as a guy who was in a lot of these recruit shoes that went elsewhere and then kind of found his way back to Chapel Hill, what would your message be to those guys? I'd say you have everything you need here in Carolina. Uh, there's no reason to leave the state. Um, you got a Hall of Fame coach in Coach Brown. You got a uh, running back coach in uh, Coach Gillespie that had a rookie of the year running back in Alvin Kamara. You've got a receivers coach that just had 2,000 yards receivers. I can go down the list of the entire staff. You don't you don't need to go anywhere else. And then you can go to the facilities now. You can't say we don't have top of line facilities. I mean, the things they're doing in Carolina is, is I'm a little jealous that I don't get to experience everything that they're doing now. But you know, I'm happy because you know that's 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 my school. You know, and I, it's always going to be my school. And I'm looking back now, and I'm like, you know, we are about to be a top tier program in America, which we that's what we we're getting back to what we used to be. And uh, I just can't wait to, to watch him. And, and I don't understand why you would even look elsewhere. When, when, if you're a top recruit in North Carolina and you, your first option, you should go ahead and look at Carolina and, and analyze it, look at it, make sure if it fits you, it fits you. You know, now, if it doesn't fit, you know, make the right decision. But first look should be Carolina. We have everything you need. You think you're jealous. I see you guys getting the new <laughs> locker rooms, the Jordan, the Jordan sponsorships. I'm over here like, damn, all my stuff was just Nike. Man, but, yeah. It's nice, man. But as a transfer, I want to take it back two seasons ago, you applied to play immediately. Do you remember what it was like when you found out that you wouldn't have to sit out a year? Oh, man, we were excited. We were very excited because – you know, anytime you transfer, it's, you, it's always that risk of having to sit out the whole year. Um, and when we found out, you know, it took a while. And I give a lot of credit to Joe Hayden um, on the staff up there in Carolina. He um, he worked tirelessly to, to make sure I had the right forms, um, the, the right information that the NCAA needed to be able to, uh, to, be able to play that year. And we got the right stuff. Uh, you know, we just told the truth about why I came back home. You know, that, that family situation, you know, it was – yeah, there's details I don't want to go into, but it, it was a rough situation, and I wanted to get back to that. So, you know, they granted me that eligibility. Um, it was exciting. Everybody was hype, and we went on to play that season. The season didn't go as we wanted it to go, uh, obviously, but it was a buildup for the, the, the next year to come. So, How would you explain what it was like the first time suiting up in that Carolina blue? Man, I was uh, – I was <laughs> – I was very – I didn't cry, but I was emotional. I was uh, very hyped up. Uh, I remember Coach G came up to me. He was like, hey, man, relax. Just relax a little bit. I mean, I'm just – blood's just flowing. Heart's going so fast. I was just ready to go. Um, like, I, it was against Cal, too, and I didn't settle into that game. Didn't have I didn't have a good game that game either. And it was – it was I didn't settle in until, like, the third quarter. Like, I was just like – I was like, goodness, I'm, I'm playing for Carolina. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you know, this is my home state. I, I want to – 
I want to do everything I can. And and at the end of the day, I was I had to relax and just realize, just play football. I'll do what you do. At so. Obviously, the year didn't go the way that the team wanted it to go. But can you put into perspective for fans how difficult a season is when you're working your absolute hardest and nothing seems to break your way? Yeah, it is. It's, it's bad. Um, it's bad. And it, it takes a toll on the guys because you usually you get a morale around the facility when you start losing. You lose a few in a row and guys on the team, you know, they get they, they get down. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a super positive person. I like positive. And just being, you know, being around, knowing that things weren't going well, it's not a lot of positivity going on. You can try to force it. You can try to put whatever you want. But it's, it's just realistically, it's, it's hard to be positive in that type of situation. Um, so it was it was tough because, you know, I came back home and I was so happy to be at Carolina, and then that season happens. But we also we always had a positive outlook, like we could build onto this, and obviously, you know, that's what happened this past year. Before 2019, th- that season, you said it's coming for Carolina football and it's going to be huge. What did yeah. you see from the program that gave you the belief to say that? Uh, we had all the pieces. We we had every piece we needed. We had all the players. We had the – like I said, we've had the facilities. Um, it's just so – we just needed something. We just didn't know what it was at the time. Um, and, and I think Coach Brown kind of brought that spark to us. And no, not talking bad on Coach Fedora at all. That's my guy. Um, but, you know, at that time, Coach Brown brought a spark that I felt that the team needed. And, and you know, we had a winning season. And I'm that number two class in the country right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's looking good for Carolina. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Coach Fedora because he's a guy who, like, he gave me a chance. He gave you a chance. You guys went out there this year. You guys won with a lot of guys. There weren't too many true freshmen out there yeah. besides like a guy like Sam Howell. And Sam Howell was already on the way to being in the boat with Coach Fedora. But um, switching to Mac Brown, do you remember when you found out that Mac Brown was going to be hired to be your new head coach? Yeah, I did. Uh, so when I found out Coach Brown was going to be hired, I called uh, Trey Holtz, and he was the uh, assistant running back coach at um, Ohio State while I was there. And uh, Trey actually played for um, Coach Brown at Texas. He was back a quarterback for Coach Brown at Texas. And I was just asking him questions and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, you, you guys just got a best best coach in, in America. I was like, right, I'm going to trust you, dog. But uh, obviously, it worked out perfectly. Coach Brown's amazing, man. I'm so glad I got to play for him for a year. I wish it could have been uh, for longer. But, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. What was it like the first time you got to meet him as your head coach? It was it was crazy because he was like, I'm going to remember each one of y'all's faces and names. And we was like, all right, all right, coach. And uh, we walked through the first meeting and just remembered everybody's faces and names. <laughs> but uh, I remember the um, first meeting I had with him personally, um, he didn't he didn't ask me anything about football. He was like, what do you want to do when you're done playing? And I was like, I want to coach. I want to coach college. And he was like, um, he was like all right, I'll have that set up for you when you're done. All right, cool. And that good was connection to have. Good, pretty good connection. <laughs> His whole pitch when he got here was that he's not here to rebuild and he wants to win now. How big of a confidence boost was that for the seniors that someone like Coach Brown, Hall of Fame coach, believed in you guys coming off a season where you guys had just won two games? Yeah, that was huge because that's letting you know, you know, this guy – Technically, the guy really doesn't even know us all the way yet, but he believes in us. Um, and that, that gives you a boost because Coach Brown, I think Coach Brown is a coach that coaches out of love. Um, and what I mean by that is that he, he loves his players unconditionally to the point where you don't want to let him down. Um, and guys play for Coach Brown because 
you know, he's such a good guy. He, he does everything for you. He tries to make sure you have the best facilities, best food, everything, best equipment, all of that. So you got a guy that's busting his tail for you. You're always going to want to bust, his bust your tail for him. And uh, him believing in us was just an addition to all of that. A lot of times when a new coach comes along, there's staff turnover. But how excited were you when you found out that Coach Gillespie was being retained by Coach Brown? Yeah, I was I was super excited. Me and uh, me and Mike and Bonte and all the other guys, we all pushed to uh, <laughs> try to get Coach G to stay. Uh, but um, yeah, it was it was it was exciting. I think Coach Coach G is a top three, and maybe not two or three running back coach in the country. Um, you know, he I, I played for Coach Tony Alford at Ohio State and Coach G at UNC, both very similar coaching styles. And you see, they produce some of the best backs in America uh, every year. So I think Coach G is an amazing running back coach. What is he like as a coach? <laughs> coach G's a guy, man. He's um he's an intense dude, very intense about his business. Um, but it let it puts you in a professional mindset. I think having Coach G um these past two years prepared me for where I'm at now. Um, what to expect kinda it's it's like you you either can do it or you can't, you know, it's no beating around the bush. Um and, and I think, you know, that that's gonna prepare all those guys in that room for not just uh football but life as well. All right, I just wanted to take a quick break here so I can remind everyone about Johnny T-Shirt. Now more than ever, Johnny T-Shirt needs your support as a locally owned business to Chapel Hill. Whatever you could want when it comes to Carolina apparel, I'm sure Johnny T-Shirt has got you covered. And if you're here listening to this, you obviously love football. So get this, their football jerseys are currently 40% off. You can't beat that price, that quality, and that customer service you're going to get from Johnny T-Shirt anywhere. And we are all watching The Last Dance right now on ESPN. So why not treat yourself to an MJ jersey? Because after all, it's where Mike became Michael. Johnny T-shirt is run by great people that need our support. And we all know UNC fans love repping their school gear. So it's a win-win. And don't forget, Inside Carolina, premium subscribers save 10% off their orders. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. what'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, Antonio, getting back on track, at Ohio State, you were around some great quarterbacks, JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, even Joe Burrow, who went on to win the Heisman and become the number one pick this year in the draft. What did you see from Sam Howell this year to make you think he could be elite? Uh, Sam Howell possesses everything that those guys have, uh, somewhat maybe at an earlier level, uh, at an earlier stage than, than we're not seeing it in them. You know, Dwayne came in. Um, me and Dwayne were the same class. So Dwayne came in with all the, the mechanics. He had perfect – throwing he was just slinging it already right and um you know Sam Sam I don't know if Sam 
if I'd say Sam throws it as hard as Dwayne or anything like that. But what Sam has is, is Sam is super smart, man. And he's just, he makes the right decisions. Uh, he takes care of his body already like a professional. Uh, he, he's a leader. He came in already a leader. And I think that's something that makes him stand out and uh, is what made our offense go the way it did last year. Sam Howell introduced himself to the world, that South Carolina game. And after what you guys went through in 2018, what was it like winning the opener against an SEC team in South Carolina when not a lot of people outside of the Keenan Football Center were giving you guys much of a chance? I was big, man, especially being in Charlotte, where a lot of guys on the team, you know, were from that area. Uh, and then uh, knowing how bad that last season was, opening up 1-0, and that feels good, man. And that's – I think that game set the tone for the season. I definitely think that game set the tone for the season because it let us know we can hang with anybody that, that's lined up on the field against us. One of my favorite parts about that game was seeing you, Javante, Mike Carter. Obviously, you three are all good enough to be the guy in the offense when it comes to that running back position. But what was it like where you could wear out defenses and then rotate backs and just keep pounding on these guys? I tell you what, I feel sorry for those defenses, man. <laughs> it, was, uh, it would get bad at times. I know sometimes, you know, you got Mike with the cuts and shoot, all that little shifty Mike, right? Then you got Vontae run you over. And then me and Vontae super similar back. So it's like you're getting uppercutted and then jabbed and then it's you just knocked all over the place. And that's it's kind of the mindset we try to have in that in that backfield. Can you take us inside the running back room and how you would describe the relationship between you, Mike, and Javante specifically, and how you guys are so selfless and wanting to see the other succeed? Yeah, well, we all, you know, everybody in that room has the same goal. They want a team to win and you want to reach the highest level of football, whatever that, whatever that takes, you know. And, and you, you're selfless because you know that those other guys want to get the same thing as you, um, and, and they want to reach that highest level as well. They're going to play their best when they get on the field, and if it's helping the team win, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't worry about it, you know, because whenever your time comes, it comes. Um, and we, we just see ourselves as a bunch of brothers in that room, man. We're just brothers, and we still have a group message where Jordan Brown is still even in the mess. Just stuff like once you're in that dog pound, you're always in it for life. and You know, that's, that's part of it, man. That's just how the running back room is there. Coming off the South Carolina win, what was it like that first home game against Miami when you run out of the tunnel and you see a sold-out crowd? Because to me, the atmosphere in Keenan Stadium this year was a complete 180, something like I've never seen before from those fans. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was, um, it was what I remember when I was getting recruited because I came to the um, – they had a blackout Miami game uh, while I was getting recruited. Uh, it was when Duke Johnson was in Miami, I think. Yeah, but uh, I remember it was exactly like that. I was like, you know what, this is this is what this is what I remember. But now I'm getting to participate in it, so it was it was so dope. It was fun, uh, you know. Dads with a spectacular catch at the end, uh, getting the win. It was, you know, it was every you you dream of things like that being a Carolina kid. You battled injuries throughout the season, but you came back against Duke. Five rushes for 50 yards, 10 yards per carry. What did it mean to you to come back and get that victory bell back? You know, I was just I was just being patient, man. You know, you can't some things and some things in the game is injury is part of try to stay healthy. Uh, it sucked at times to be sitting over there knowing I couldn't really do much for the team. Um, but at the same time, you know, like you said, I came back healthy in the best game of the season. Um, we got the bill back. Um, I helped contribute in any way I could, and uh, you know, it was just fun, man. It was fun just getting that bill back home to where it needed to be.
then to become bowl eligible, you had to beat NC State to end the year. And not only did you guys beat them, you absolutely just ran the score up. How yeah. sweet was that night to not yeah. only become bowl eligible, but also go into Carter Finley and whoop up on the Wolfpack? You know, it was raining. It was muddy. They didn't want to be out there. We wanted to be out there. <laughs> we wanted the bowl game. We wanted the bowl win. We wanted the victory. We just wanted it more than them. And that's how it is with Carolina State. Carolina always wants some more. We got the victory. What did it mean to you to end your collegiate career as a winner in the bowl game against Temple and finishing it out with a, a couple of touchdowns yourself? Yeah, that was fun, man. No, that was super fun. Just knowing that it had been so long. It had been a while since Carolina got to a bowl game um, and won a bowl game. And, and it was it was just fun to go out that way, to be able to hold a trophy. And, you know, I could care less about, about my touchdowns and all that stuff. I just wanted to, to go out and win, man. And just because my, my goal was to come here and help just make this place better than it was when I got here. You know, doing going out like that, I feel like that was an accomplishment that I achieved. How will you remember the 2019 season and the 2019 team? I remember this team as or this season as uh, as a starting point, uh, as a starting point for something that is is going to I think it's starting something that's going to make Carolina um, perennial powerhouse you know, just every year because we're going to be in the mix for the final four in the playoff. We're going to have somebody in the mix for the Heisman race. I think that's what this year is going to be the start of. And I think, you know, they put Sam last year put Sam Howell on watch to the to the entire country, um, and I think there's going to be guys that follow um, in Sam's footsteps, and um, and there's going to be people that come on this team and realize what we're doing here at Carolina is, is serious. You know, we're we should be in the ranks of the Ohio States and Alabamas and Clemsons. And, I mean, we took Clemson to, down to the wire. You know, it's we're there, we're there, um, and and I think this is just the starting point. It's the the start of the race, and, and we don't see an end anytime soon. After the bowl game, what was your training process like? Uh, after the bowl game, I went down to Atlanta. Um, went down to Atlanta and I trained for a while. Uh, tried to get ready for pro day that was supposed to happen. Obviously, this this whole corona hit and everything, so that kind of got canceled. But we ended up putting together a virtual uh, film, and that worked out pretty well. It, as if it wasn't tough enough to make the NFL, right? The <laughs> pandemic hits where you can't even go meet with teams. What was that like where you have to virtually hold workouts for teams? Uh, it, was, it was weird. It was weird because, you know, they got us. So everything we did, we kind of tried to get it from aerial view. So uh, the teams, when they watched the film, they could, you know, record it themselves, the times or whatever they wanted to do. But we also gave them times. But, like, if they didn't trust the time, you know, they got the view where they can uh, time our starts and finishes and everything. But, it, I mean, it worked out. You know, teams reached out. Uh, I mean, if a team wants you, they, they want you. You know, at the end of the day, you can do what you want with the times and everything, but your film is going to be the thing that backs it up the most. You signed with the Bills after the draft. What was the process for you like when you're an undrafted free agent trying to find the best situation possible for you? Yeah, so I had talked to the Bills um, two days before the uh, – uh, I had talked to the running back coach for the Bills two days before the draft had started. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew they were one of my top teams. I had a few teams interested. And uh, we figured it would either be seventh round or undrafted free agent. So we went through the seventh, and the Bills had their, their pick in the seventh and didn't get there. And uh, we were like, gosh, like, it might be, you know, I was like, and I'm telling my parents, I was like, just be patient. You know, we got to be patient. It's like, all right, all right, all right. And as soon as the Giants had that last pick that went off the board, like, I mean, as soon as it went off, my phone started ringing, and it was Buffalo. And they were like, hey, you want to come to Buffalo? I was like, 
So yeah, I want to come to Buffalo. Like, why not? And uh, he was like, good, because your agent's working on the deal right now. So I was like, perfect. So, you know, that worked out well. Um, I kind of signed as a priority free agent. So I, technically I wasn't drafted, but I mean, I, I got kind of the benefits of being drafted because I was one of the guys they wanted to get off the board quick. Uh, so it worked out well, man. What was the moment like for you when you put pen to paper and you realized the childhood dream of making it to the NFL? Man, it's emotional, man, because you think about all the things, um, the times you you, you woke, woke up early in the morning and uh, nobody was in there working with you. It was just you. Uh, I mean, you think about the nights where you questioned if you really wanted to, you know, pursue this. Uh, you questioned, you know, why, why that coach was yelling at you in that moment, you questioned it, but now you're like, you know, I appreciate it because, you know, I finally got to where I'm, I wanted to get to. Now I'm not even, you know, close to being done with what I want to do. I want to eventually, you know, I want to be one of the best backs in the league and I know I got to definitely work to get there. Um, but, uh, you know, just being here so far, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. It's, it's a dream come true. Antonio, thanks so much for catching up with me today. And I know I speak for a lot of people over at Inside Carolina that, We're over here rooting for you, man. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.